Grace you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. This morning I'm going to introduce you to a young boy named Aaron, a boy living in Nebraska, uh, who spent six years as a foster child. And kids, if you don't know what a foster child is, a foster child is, is someone whose own mom and dad are not at a point, a place in their life where they can be very good moms or dads. So these kids uh, go to live with others' moms and dads, and sometimes that's for a short time, sometimes that's for a very long time. In Aaron's case, uh, he lived in foster care for uh, six years, living in six different homes, and he wrote a, an essay about it was, what it was like as a foster child, focusing on just one day in his nomadic life. These are his words. My eyelids slowly began to find their other halves when again that thought shot through the warmth of the blankets and sent cold tremors up the back of my neck and onto the top of my head. I rolled onto my stomach and began to hum and bang my head against the top of my hands. What if they don't want me anymore and tomorrow they send me away? This agonizingly painful idea was always sitting in wait at the back of my consciousness. Stocking my happy dreams in which maybe this family would be my forever family. The despair-driven fear ready to pounce and destroy those happy dreams whenever I began to push away the memories of hunger, abandonment, and abuse. I banged my head harder and harder, humming more intensely, trying to forget the torture to kill the monster lurking in my mind. Fortunately, most of us take for granted the blessing of home and family. But that's not everybody's reality. For some, words like unchosen and unwanted better describe their childhood and how they feel about themselves. Now, talking about foster children might seem like a strange way to celebrate Pentecost. I mean, this is the day that we celebrate when the Holy Spirit came mightily upon Jesus' disciples, empowering them to preach the good news of Jesus Christ, giving them gifts uh, uh, with which to serve. And it's a fascinating story, and we're caught up in the, the details of all the special effects, that the deep rumbling of a violent wind. Those, those flames of fire appearing above the heads of each of the disciples and their ability to start speaking in languages they never learned, proclaiming the good news. But I'll tell you the flashiness of the Holy Spirit at work that day, I think distracts us from what the Holy Spirit was really doing that day, which was creating faith. Martin Luther in explaining the work of the Holy Spirit, Wright wrote in the small catechism these words, I believe that I cannot, but my, by my own reason or strength, believe in Jesus Christ my Lord or come to him. But the Holy Spirit has called me by the gospel, enlightened me with his gifts, sanctified and kept me in the true faith. I mean, yes, it's true, the Holy Spirit gives us, each one of us, many gifts with which to serve. But the first gift the Holy Spirit gives to any one of us is the gift of faith. 
And until that gift is given, when it comes to us and God, we are like Aaron, fearing that we are the unwanted and unchosen child. Here's more of his essay. A deep voice rumbled through the dark, through the walls. Get some sleep, Aaron. Tomorrow you have a long day. You're going to want to have lots of energy for when they pick you up. My mind raced as my heart withered and died. What long day? No one said anything. Who was coming to take me away? Did I do it again? Did I make these people not love me anymore? I slid from my bed, not making a sound, but silently, sobbing uncontrollably, I went to my closet, pulled out my tiny, tattered yellow vinyl suitcase. I slammed the suitcase onto my bed. This suitcase was the same one that I had always had to pack before leaving and switching families. I packed clothes, a few toys, and a picture of the foster family. And then I dressed and I sat on my bed and waited in the dark. I sat afraid, broken, and alone in the dark. When it comes to us and God, each of us has plenty of reasons why we think God should stop loving us. And perhaps some of us have reasons to wonder if God ever did love us in the first place. Because God can seem so distant, especially at times when we're going through the messes of life, that it's easy to start believing that maybe we are unchosen and unwanted by God. That's what life without faith feels like. It's life of being on your own. I don't know if you heard it or not in that reading of Paul's letter to the Galatians, but there is a phrase in those verses that just perfectly describes what the gift of faith is all about. Let me read them to you again. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, in order to redeem those under the law so that we might receive adoption as children. And because you are children, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts saying, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a child. And if a child, then also an heir through God. I mean, do you want to know what faith feels like? It feels like God has finally become someone in your life that you can call daddy, papa. You know, Someone in your life who loves you the way moms and dads are supposed to love their children. Someone whose love for you will never fail, even if you do. Here's the rest of Aaron's story. The sun was just beginning to spread its multicolored warmth when I heard my parents' door open and then footsteps coming down the hall. My foster mom paused in front of my door, then reached in, turned on the light, Aaron, why are you up so early? My foster mom barely whispered the words before lightly tiptoeing to my bed and placing one arm around me as she sat down. I am all ready to go. 
I'm even already packed. Sweetie, you're not staying the night at Grandma and Grandpa's house. Just during the day so Dad and I can go shopping. Fought back the tears. You want to come help me get breakfast ready? And on our way out the door, my mom noticed the tiny, tattered, yellow vinyl suitcase. Oh, why don't we just throw that thing away? It is just filthy. Mommy, can I take it outside to the trash can? Yep, you sure can. Let's get this unpacked. And she unzipped the suitcase and a little smile illuminated her face as she held up the picture of the family. Me sitting in the middle of my foster mom and dad and two brothers. My foster mom came over and gave me a big hug. And with every kick of that suitcase towards the large brown trash can, the heaviness in my heart lightened. The symbol of my fear was in two pieces and smashed, barely recognizable as a suitcase. Panting, I finally picked up the pieces and threw them in, a toothy grin dominating my face. Well, that family eventually became Aaron's forever family when they adopted him as their own son. Now, not every foster child ends like Aaron's story. Not by a long shot. But his story paints a picture of what is true for each one of us. That the greatest gift the Holy Spirit gives to us is the gift of faith. That testifies to us that God loves us the way that Aaron's family loved him. And it's by that gift of faith that we know that God has adopted us, has made us his own daughters and sons, have claimed us as part of his own children. That God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father, so that we are no longer a slave, but a child. May each of us receive that gift of the Holy Spirit. May each of us come to know that God claims us as his own beloved, and always will. We are part of God's forever family. Amen. Now may the peace of God which passes all our understanding keep our hearts and our minds focused on Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.